0: So now we're going to hear from another success story in terms of a charity working and looking to work more closely with uh, local businesses. But um, I'm delighted to welcome on uh, Open for Business, David Aparicio, uh, MBE. He's the founder and chief executive officer of the Chrysalis Foundation. It's a different Chrysalis, actually, to the one that you might have heard me mention about before. This is spelt the correct way. And um, David does, uh, well, he has a whole program of events that Chrysalis arranged. But uh, David, welcome to the show. And perhaps you can tell us a little bit about Chrysalis.
1: Thank you. Hello, Adrian. Well, Chrysalis' program started because I'm a magistrate, basically, and I got so bored of seeing the same people in front of me in court over and over again. I could moan about it like everyone else, or I could do something about it. I was quite lucky. I used to be Head of Learning Development in the Royal Mail for 20-30 years and I had the luxury of being able to spend tens of millions of pounds of Royal Mail's money over that time, putting hundreds of thousands of people through learning development programmes. So I know a little bit about learning, development, behavioural and people change. So I wondered why is it that so many people that go to prison re-offend? And over the last 20 years, up to 75% of people that go to prison re-offend within two years of leaving prison. So I took that as a a failure rate, 75% failure rate. No other industry can cope with that. But guess what? For some reason, we were accepting it with um, the prison population and ex-offenders. So I set the task, could I help to reduce that amount? that was the starting point, Adrian.
0: Very valid, very noble indeed. So this was when, David? Back
1: in 2008, I didn't realize that I was starting this up at the worst economic downturn the world has known. So it's been a very uphill battle to keep going through that time.
0: Mm.
1: And your funding comes from where? Well, funding originally, I funded the program myself for the first five or six years. Because I, I wanted to make sure I had something that worked before I was cheeky enough to ask people to pay for it. But, but for the last five or six years, it's actually been paid for by prisons. And we have also won um, quite a few bits of grants. So we've won money from the big lottery and other things as well.
0: Excellent. Remarkable uh, that you've put so much personal time an effort into this. And this, I guess, is what um, led to you being recognized for this uh, with your MBE. When, when did that happen?
1: Well, yes, what's happened is, as I said, the reoffending rate is quite high. And what, what I was trying to look at is how can we make a difference? So I'll use a couple of stats just quickly off my head, off the top of my head. In from September, 2012 to today, We've offered, for example, 1,310 spaces on the Christie's Programme. And would you believe we've had 1,306 people complete the programme? Mm-hmm. So it's a remarkable retention for a voluntary programme. So once people hear about it, they attend. But the key bit is we've been able to work out and validate that when people complete the Christie's Programme and they leave prison, only 25% of them reoffend. offend mm. As a result of that, I don't know if you're aware, one cost that's often used, 38,000 pounds to keep someone in prison for a year. Yeah. Using those stats that I've just mentioned, we have ended up with an additional 306 people from our cohort not offending. So 306 times 38,000 is 11 million pounds so we've helped save the public purse 11 million pounds so it's actually very cost effective
0: indeed now do you get recognition for that and do you get funding on the basis i presume that's why prisons are now paying for you or the public sector is is willing to pay no
1: well n- the bad news is no we don't get enough recognition uh for the, 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 the stats but we did get recognition with me getting an mbe because the mbe was actually Quite detailed it was for services to reducing reoffending mm. and often you get something for services to an industry or to a sector, but they were very specific it was specifically for the success that we 've had in reducing reoffending which i 'm very proud of
0: no indeed, well, tell us a little bit about how you do it because there is a program isn't there that you um, you take your clients through. Um, do, can you give us a little bit of uh, an insight into what that program involves?
1: Yes, well, what I did was I wanted to, I, I went back to my experience when I used to work and I thought that what were the most effective programs I've either delivered or had run or participated in over the last 20-30 years and I wondered what would happen if I took some of the most best world-class programs in the world and a them to the population. I was quite lucky at the time, I knew the late Dr. <laughs> Stephen R. Covey, who yeah. wrote The Seven Habits yeah. of Highly Effective People. So I yeah. asked Stephen, yeah. could I use his material in the programme? I also know Edward de Bono. So again, I asked him, could I use his material in the programme? So basically I went around and looked at the most effective things and I've taken all of them and put them into one program. What we've basically done. No, sorry, David. Don't interrupt. Go ahead. So what we've then done is we basically do one day a week over six weeks. And that gives individuals enough time to internalize their learning on each session. It also means it's up to them if they come back. And I think it's important to, that they're coming back because they want to. So what we've done in that is we've taken them through understanding themselves, how they communicate, how they interact socially with other people, but really important, their thinking skills. So um, again, Edward De Bono said, intelligence is something that we're born with, but thinking is a skill that must be learned. And I think this is one thing that many of the individuals that I work with, um, many of them, It sounds rude, but they don't know how to think. So we need to reignite that, show them effective and successful ways to think. Um, And yes, there's an element of risk taking, but do some good thinking and end up with better outcomes.
0: And so the six week program. So do you have a sort of title for each day or each session? What do you cover?
1: Yes. So what we do is on day one, we call day one, know thyself. And it's about getting them to understand there's no them or they doing anything to you. Guess what? Most of the time you're doing it to yourself. Mm. You're sabotaging yourself with certain behaviors. Module two is called personal leadership. And this is about getting people to understand the importance of taking control and also starting inside out. Start with yourself and correct yourself. Get yourself to how you want before you start telling everyone else what to do. Then we go on to interpersonal communication skills on module three. And that's really to give people an understanding that many of the things that they do have, if they speak in a certain way, there will be a a reciprocal way back. And many people don't understand that. And once you know, you can actually tailor how you communicate to be more effective. Mm. We've added in a module on health and wellness, to um, get people to think about, alas, use of drugs, use of alcohol, but also exercise and other things as well. And then we go on to module five, which is called thinking differently. And we do do a bit of work with regard to um, Dr. Edward de Bono's six thinking hats to give them problem solving solutions to think more um, logically about how to solve a problem. And in the final module, we call it presenting yourself effectively. And that's really helping people to uh, prepare a CV, understand the whole process of applying for a job, filling in application forms, and getting ready for interview. Wow. So they're the core modules.
0: I mean, it's tremendous life skills, really, which, you know, everybody could benefit from right my students me i mean i think we're all learning all the time now some of us perhaps have had the opportunity to go through many of those or we already have you know trained minds but it does seem to me that um as you say you've taken from the private sector doing it for a large organization you've adapted it you've got some i mean those names certainly mean something to me edward de bono uh, i love the six sinking hats um system stephen covey of course very very um famous book indeed. And and no wonder you're getting the sort of results. But you know, do you get any resistance during that process? Are there moments, you know, in session two or three, where some of your clients sort of want to give up or don't get it? Or it, in
1: fact, it's actually session one. Session one's fascinating, and um, what happens is, I on that first day, I don't know how many people are coming, I don't know how engaged they are, I don't know how they're going to react to the material. So session one is really interesting and the mission is if we can engage them by lunchtime, they will be here for the rest of the course. And that's what we do. We engage them by lunchtime and then they're there forever. and It's fantastic.
0: Who delivers this? Is just you or do you have a team now that help you? <laughs> When I scale up,
1: um, I train up other individuals to help train the programme. So I've got several people that have trained the programme. At the moment, we are working in one prison in HMP Oakwood with an amazing governor, John McLaughlin. He's absolutely fantastic Uh, and he's given us so much support, but also recognised the impact the programme has had in changing the culture and the environment of the prison. So that's been really a partnership that we've been
0: working with. Well, and how has COVID affected your work, David? Well, uh, again, going back to HMP
1: Oakwood, they were a bit ahead of the curve before we ended up with lockdown. So they put in place stringent, you know, hand sanitization before you go in, in the prison, before you come out. And they even had an officer on the gate so that you couldn't go in unless you showed them that you'd actually cleaned your hands on the way in. Um, Which meant that the prison in some ways was quite a sterile environment. So, and they even had a sign in the reception saying, if you are ill, don't come in here, go home. So they kept the place uh, uh, covid free and they isolated the older gentlemen as well. And so, initially, we were able to still work for a bit. Mm. But when it got to where the, the levels were starting to go up, it was decided that we would shut down for the moment. The sad thing is we're halfway through a program. Um, and so what I've done in the interim is see whether or not I'm able to deliver the program um, online. So I've identified an individual um, that's approached me uh, want to do the program and the, he lives up in liverpool and of course i'm in northampton yeah. so we've actually yeah. done the whole of the program we've done 10, 10 sessions online over the last six weeks and so he's completed the whole program online via zoom and it's been really fast so I, I mail him the books the the, the, the the handouts that he has to have it's all in one book for each module and it's worked really well i'm really pleased
0: so that something you're going to build on and perhaps continue after we we social distancing comes to an end then
1: yes i think there's also an opportunity for some individuals even inside prison some of them they don't work well in groups and they don't work well with others mm. so there may be a greater opportunity to be able to have people separate but still doing the same program um, and it also means that we could potentially do a program with one person here, one person here, rem- remotely all over the country. And it's we still know that the program works, even it done through a re- uh, in a remote context.
0: Gosh, well, this is a, a remarkable story, David. Um, you know, how do people find out more about you? And what help support do you need from society, from the community, from people, from companies?
1: Yeah. Um, easy to find out more. Um, www chrysalisprogram.com and chrysalis with the y and
0: program double m and an e huh. so that's okay www.chrysalisprogram the uk way not the american way.com yes dot com brilliant um now um
1: if one of the things that i really need is a key bit that stops people from reoffending is getting a job mm-hmm. So I would ask any employers out there to come and talk to me and I would show them that one, 70% of people that have gone to prison have not committed a violent offence. Most people don't know that. These people aren't going to come in and be violent individuals. So I need organisations to give individuals a second chance. I call them returning citizens, second chance. Um, So any employers that would be interested, And I promise that when you meet the individuals that have gone through the program, you'll be very impressed with their capability.
0: Wow! So that would be the first thing. Brilliant, yeah,
1: keep going. Um, The second thing is that um, we need to look at other ways to give people opportunities to volunteer, work placements and things, especially when they're on their way out of the prison, when they're doing release on temporary license, rottles or they've just come out to give them some work experience. The other side is that we're now going through a time, um, and I don't want to get into po- politics with Brexit, but many industries are now falling short as a result of some decisions that we've made as a country. So I know construction, hospitality, agriculture, they're struggling to get all the workforce they need. Yeah. We've now got, An untapped talent pool that are in prison, and many of the individuals in prison, they're not all illiterate and innumerate. Many of them have gone into prison with qualifications, with skills, with work experience, and when they come out, in many instances, some of them are unable to use that for quite a period of time. So we need to tap into that uh, untapped talent pool um, to to benefit our country at the moment.
0: Mm. Okay, do you work with any companies on a long standing basis already or as a strategic alliance well the the key
1: organization I work with at the moment is called Positive Transformation Initiative, and the amazing guy uh Dan Brown he's helping me to create greater reach with the Christmas program, and for example he's creating a network of networks for organizations that are like minded and have a view that doing good things is good business, It makes you feel good, but it has a a public benefit. Mm. So he's grouped together some amazing individuals. And to give you an example of one of the ways that he's helped me straight away is I have to print my workbooks. And when I print my workbooks, uh, it costs uh, thousands of pounds to print my workbooks. So he's spoken to Rico, and Rico have printed all of my workbooks for free to support the programme. And that is just fantastic. So PTI, or Positive Transformation Institute, have given us greater reach. They've also helped in helping me digitalize the Christie's programme, by helping me with providing a platform, a learning and development platform, which we're developing now. In fact, later on today I'm on a, a session doing more on that so that we can provide a different format, online format for Christmas that can also support people when they've left prison and provide signposted, additional learning and guidance to help them keep on track.
0: Wow. Well, David, I think this is a tremendous scheme. I know we've been trying to get a day when I can come and join you and um, finding a day to, out of the university was <laughs> a challenge, but it will happen or maybe I have to sit in if I may on one of your online sessions but um, i think this is remarkable it's it's uh, little known in the town and the county we need to help you change that but you're working nationally aren't you not just in in, in yeah. this area yeah. um, i work anywhere uh, and the, can i just butt in
1: one thing is the christie's program is not an offender program it's just a program because of my personal passion i am using with returning citizens and people in prison but we've also used it with the homeless the unemployed ethnic minorities yeah we've used it with school children we've even run it with businesses and when we run it with businesses most businesses say it's the best program they've ever seen
0: so it has multiple uses that's a great testimony your passion does come through your eloquence uh, the way you're articulating and defining it so i'm sure this will be of great interest to our listeners so again if you want to find out more it's www.chrysalis C-H-R-Y-S-A-L-I-S program with double m e dot com and david um how do people contact you if they'd like to um to talk to you about how they can help um i i can give my phone number yeah i mean if you're willing to do that yes
1: yeah 07801
0: yeah 033 157. 07801 033157 um, any business people out there business leaders if you're listening I think this is a great story something to definitely support um, David thank you ever so much for coming on the show uh, keep up the great work of course keep safe and we shall be in touch and uh, hopefully um, get the help you get the message out there thank you very much thank you for listening I hope you enjoyed that interview So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.